0: what is good what is good people of Africa? yo
1: yo yo hey.
0: so this is how we're beginning 2021 Ish, it's going to be a spicy when i can feel it because we have got a guest who has got many feathers in his cap man yeah, this guy he used to be a church usher. he was he was a, <laughs> <laughs> he was almost- a freelance young
2: boy, Yahoo boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. He wasn't a freelance Yahoo boy. He used to freelance for the Yahoo boys. <laughs> he was a contractor. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh, consultant. Put it that
0: way. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Yes. Yahoo boy consultant. He was almost a TV star, almost a radio star. Then, then he became a writer. Then he became a blogger. And now we know him and now. And the pastor. And oh mm. snap! And a and was in the navy. <laughs> hey,
3: I should have held on a little bit. I could have had my own private jet. I didn't it. <laughs> no, no you'd have had three.
0: <laughs> yeah, and also, and also, you know, he's a he's a navy veteran, and now yeah. and now he is, you know, uh, rebranded himself as a podcaster. Wow, mm-hmm. I really wish I I could have done all of these things, but hey, man, only that could be done by Raphael Harry.
3: That's the best intro ever. In yeah, that's the hottest <laughs> <Okay>. intro, man. <laughs>
0: Right. Right. Uh, but you know I, I think sometimes like when you don't notice that little red button on top you know suddenly the conversation just flows more and more as soon as you say record now suddenly people want to freeze up or they want to you know feel like they're saying quote unquote right things say yeah exactly yeah because you're not trying to offend nobody in this world and whatnot but hey
1: do you find it easy or difficult to live in this world trying not to offend anyone I and mean, you know what? Let me tell you, it's it's so crazy that you could say nothing, you could literally just be silent, and somebody will be offended by your silence. There's no winning, man. Like anything
3: you do, you stand potential of being cancelled quickly. Uh no, that, that's uh, I, I think people invest time in, in the wrong place. Mm. It, there's if it depends on who's coming at you. If if I say something that I need to be educated on, and someone's like, "Hey, man, mm. learn more about this." Why not? I need to. I'll give yeah. you an example. Let's say, prior to 2016 elections, I was one of these, all politicians, both sides are the same, you know, bashing both sides. And uh, I actually appeared in, in, in an advert for Bernie Sanders, the military vet guys for Bernie Sanders and the Guardian. Uh, oh, you're a celeb. <laughs> one of the biggest mistakes of my life, because I was as ignorant as they come. Because I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I hate, uh, I was anti-Hillary, blah, blah, blah. And then Bernie lost. But I was no way I was going to support Trump. Because if you, you live in the New York area, you have know, you know Trump is not just a racist, but he's a crook. Mm-hmm. That guy hasn't paid contractors. New York, New Jersey area is full of little guys who've done work for him. He hasn't paid them. That is the wow. to disqualify you from being president. Yeah, how many court cases does he have? People suing him right, left, back and front. He loves it. You look at that, and you look at Hillary, and they say they are the same. They're not the same. They've never been the same. Clinton Foundation, people were bashing it. And I'm like, wait, why are they bashing it? What do I even know about this? And I'm calling both of them the same. I start looking at that yeah. language, and someone challenges me on the language. I don't have anything mm-hmm. to back it up. Mm-hmm. So I'm with a bunch of, I call them woke people, because now I can't use the word like, woke, I'm no longer woke, because I don't like from being woke. And the, the uh, uh, one of the guys says it's better for Trump to win because we'll be able to protest. We'll be able to go out there and protest. I said, well, why should I be the goal? Why should I be thinking about this racist winning What I know he's going to do plenty of bad, major bad, and I'm Black. He's going to come for me. I don't know in what way, shape, or form, but um, in the demographic that is going to be damaged, uh, is... is mostly threatened by this guy.
0: Yeah. You are
3: white. Yeah. You are saying, oh, if he wins, we're going to be out there protesting. Don't worry.
0: Then you I see said, this. no, 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 no. Look here. So I
3: start, looking into, I start looking into Hillary's background and I, I noticed that Hillary, today we love uh, Alexandria Ocasio. Ocasio is Hillary Clinton of the past. Ocasio mm. is Nancy Pelosi of the past. But we don't mm. bother to look back. What we do is, because of misogyny, we're like, oh, we hate these people. They've been around. We don't look at it. Even Biden, when Biden was fighting against apartheid in South Africa in the 80s, who, who, who looked up to, the, oh, that was only But ben, What was Benny doing then? We don't talk about mm. that shit. We don't hold mm. those people accountable. We only do the flavor of the day. Benny wanted mm. to run against Obama for second term. You don't do that in the ruling party. Mm. If that's how he holds himself so high that he's like, mm. I'm going I'm to take you out. Mm. They had to beg him to sit down. Mm. But, you know, when I look I look at all these and I said, no, it don't make sense. So I'm jumping, I'm backing Hillary all the way, and a lot of work people got mad with me. And stopped mm. being my friends. They were like, oh, mm. man, you're a sellout. Yeah. Mm. And I said, okay, if that's cancelling, then let it be cancelling. Mm. But there's no way I will support a racist. And one of them, mm. so, this second election, this dude be coming on Facebook. I was like, I smoke weed. I got a great job. I can smoke my weed. I ain't going to vote. I said, well, you're obviously, you're not threatened by deportation. Mm. (laughs) it shows that you are a very white person for you on facebook all the time that you have a a job that works with the government federal Mm. government for that matter but every Mm. time with weed but if a black person does the same thing what happens to them they lose their job because weed Mm. despite being legal in a couple of states is not legal at federal level so Mm. under trump they would have lost their jobs Mm. but you still say don't vote because you don't like biden you know my mm. man. Please. I want a gang. Then right. they start bringing it's, it's, one issue votes, and I say, "Man, fuck you! You a racist, man? Okay, you are a woke mm. racist? How you like that? Mm. You woke racist?" Mm. He said, "Oh <laughs> man, why you make make that up?" I said, "Well, well, uh, uh, you needed something. Is, like, you needed something." cool. That, wait, wait? Is that I even it. like?
1: Is that even ideologically possible? Possible to, to
0: be a racist? racist? Yeah. yeah, very, very uh, much so. Very much so. Yeah.
3: Lem- Give, no. Um, okay, Martin Luther King yeah, Jr. Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> pointed out that his letter to uh, 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 um letter was it letter to Selma or letter in Sel- letter he wrote in Alabama to the mm. um, white progressives or the white allies. Mm. Those were the white folks he was addressing. The people who were mm. like, "Oh, you're protesting. How about you find a different way of protest? This is a little <laughs> bit too radical. This is a little mm. bit too much." And when you start looking back in places like Nigeria. You see, that language had been there for a long time. You know, mm. when I was in Benin City Secondary School, we did Martin Luther King Day. Martin Luther King Day was. Really? Who, oh, that was big for. If you could quote them, I Have a Dream speech from beginning to the end without one error, but it was who could say it with an American accent? You got a scholar. <laughs> <laughs> Are
4: you serious? <laughs> At,
3: um, Benson, oh, I, I attended World of Faith College, which was owned, which is owned by um, Idausa, Benson Idausa big evangelic the guy who's started- a pastory yeah uh, made it big for evangelicals in nigeria and John school started later on and igbenedjon school was like our rival mm-hmm. and one of the guys in my podcast we actually discovered that we were hitting on each other back in the days <laughs> but it's the language was there about political correctness you know you say, yes, registering is bad, but you don't hold the white people too accountable, you know, because mm. they, they love Jesus too. They're Christians. They're more mm. Christians. So all those yeah. things, you see how it's everywhere and people shouldn't talk about it. So we, we have to. Uh, I think Coca-Cola had a, a semi-scandal where they try to bring someone who talks about people should stop acting white and <laughs> white ideas on their colleagues at work. And then, of course, some white press went and leaked it to Fox News people and, they, oh, we should um, boycott Coke. And that started. And Coke panicked and took the training away. Mm. That is not cancel culture. Gina Car- Carano supporting Nazis and all that, claiming, like, oh, this is oppression. White people don't know oppression. They haven't seen mm. oppression.
4: Yeah. If
3: you have seen oppression, you will be misbehaving like you're misbehaving today. The Karen it goes is. to a, a store and is like, get me the manager. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you not allow me coming here without my mask? You, you're oppressing me. You're oppressing my rights. What the hell are you talking about? You did that Karen impersonation very well. I have to say. <laughs> well, I, I've been around a bunch of Karens, and, uh, I, I'm on good behavior <laughs> when I'm around them. I, I've, I've calmed down a little
0: bit. Yeah, like I've got a good example of what you're saying as well, right? Because you are talking about like, uh, what do white people, you know, deem as oppression? There's a similar situation here in South Africa where because we are trying to claim back our cultural identity and stuff, you know, we have renamed, you know, certain towns and airports and other national key points and landmarks. So one of the, the biggest changes was, you know, it's a coastal town in the Eastern Cape. It used to be called Port Elizabeth. So what happened is now it's got a new name. It's called Ebeha. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, What does that
1: mean? That it it means white people will never be able to say this.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that means I'm white right now. Right. I'm only I'm mm. like twenty practices.
2: I guess it <laughs> means white people in South Africa can't that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so now so now the chat is that you know this one particular Caucasian you know was <laughs> com- wow. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll say it wow. like that. How so? This one particular Caucasian was complaining like. How are we supposed to pronounce and, and now there was a big, you know, backlash? Be like, first of all, if you know how to say. <laughs> and all these French and, you know, Dutch, you know, inspired words.
3: Czechoslovakia, you or see? whatever I call that place. You see? We you learned from. They, they tested us in school, exactly. primary school.
0: Mm, exactly. So now you can use all those names now. A young click of the tongue, now suddenly, does it make your tongue self-destruct? What, what is yeah. it? So, okay, like, you need to actually hear her to say it. So it's no longer Port Elizabeth, it's now <laughs> Oh, it's
3: easy.
2: Yeah, Do you know the truth? They can pronounce it, they just
3: don't want to. They don't want to. They be like, i Elizabeth mm. mm-hmm. said, touch my soul. It said,
0: yeah. to my soul. You know, P.E., and P.E. You know. So now it's, now it's going to be called GQ for short. Aye, hey, GQ. <laughs> There you go. That's, they know
3: how
2: to so. truncate things, though, because like that's, you tell them your like traditional name, like hair. Anyways, they're like, um, oh, can I call you GQ? Um, no, that's not my name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, now, why would you want to do that if I told you that this is my name?
2: Yeah.
4: Mm.
1: There's something that I saw also on that. It's like before it was called PE, it was called Delgoa Bay, right? The name changed on the sixth of June, eighteen twenty. So the, the, the guy who made the, the post was like, 6 June, they'll go away everything's fine. 7 June, Port Elizabeth, everything is still fine. You know, so it's going to be fine. I don't know yeah. why people are tripping about this shit, man. It's going to be fine. What the fuck? i right.
4: Yeah. It's,
3: it's, it's like small small when, o- um, when Obama changed, it not even changed, because that used to be the, the former name. Oh, dang, I forgot what the name He reverted the name back to the tallest mountain in the United States, which is in Alaska. The indigenous people had a name, I think it was the Denali or some Denali or something close to that. And it was named after some white guy who had never even been there. Oh, never, I don't even think he saw it. He saw that he, he just heard about it or something like that. And they named the mountain after him. And during you know, Obama's time, he reverted the mountain's name back to the name The indigenous people had for it. I know, you know Obama was like the first president to visit all the states in America. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And oh, yeah, in America, it's like 50 different countries combined. We're not counting the territories like uh, yeah. US, the Netherlands, uh, Puerto Rico, and it, so that's uh, excluded Guam. So if you add all those uh, ex- extra countries, they got mad on Fox again because if people got mad, at Obama wore a tan suit, even though George W. Bush wore tan suit, the same color of suit. But hey, why would he revert the name? Taking away white, you, know, you don't want to give white credit for anything. It's like we did everything, he was uh. bad. Those uh. like people already had a name for the mountain. It's like you know <laughs> they had discovered that um you know they, we, I don't even know I think we were in secondary school and I don't know we we're having a discussion and somebody was like wait so Mongo Park came all the way from Scotland and discovered River Niger that's been mm-hmm, in that's been there going from Mali into Nigeria and the native people there what they've been doing all this time they just look at the water like oh I'm crying because that's
2: actually what they teach in our history books too they, like, they touch
3: the water like ah. This is sick. Like I discovered it. hey, hey. <laughs> <What water, though? laughs> where do water they go? Where do that come from? Yeah, I don't know. The one guy came from Scotland. I was like, hey, let me look at it, bro. Look at his people. The water comes from here and it goes there.
0: Mm. I discovered it. Mm. Hey, yeah. Thank you guys. Well done. Yeah. Speaking of discovering, right? Seeing that you know you have discovered, you know, uh this podcast of yours called White Label American, right? So yeah. Because, you know, everything that has a name, there's a meaning behind it. So, White label American, how did that name come about?
1: And, and and as you tell us about White American, my real thing is, how did you become so knowledgeable about so many things happening in the world? Because I got bald.
3: guy knows, is It's a sexy club to be in. <laughs> yeah, so, so, Uno is bald now, though. <laughs> what? Mean? No way. I thought
2: you I shaved thought... your head too.
3: It he doesn't. He, I don't think he has fully embraced it. You have to fully embrace mm. it because mm. I fought against it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, messing, I'm messing with you. But to the name of white label American. All right. So before I left Nigeria in 2007. I've always been into this thing. I, I think uh, Matilda can testify to this. The, the way they sell newspapers, where they have newspaper stands. I used to be one of those guys who will go stand there. Like you, you could pay, back then it was like five naira. I know now things have changed, inflation and all that, so it's a lot more money. But back then you just drop like five naira, you read like one or two papers, and you engage in debates with It was mostly men because, you know, it's a very misogynistic space. You know, we don't allow women. We don't think women have opinions. Uh, That's how it was back then. But, um, you know, so doing stuff like that was part of it. I used to be the weird guy. I was listening to AM. So I'd be tuning around, but it was mostly finding stations around the world. But I did catch SABC once in a while. But it was for music mostly, but listening once in a while, I catch news. And I was gaining opinions about learning stuff, but knowing that people around the world existed. At the same time, it also led uh, destroyed my confidence in a way because the anti-blackness in me was building up, family and Mm. other ideas being, you know, environment. And when it came to debates, you couldn't bring anything around me, like, you know, my crew, family, like, if we're talking current affairs, I would just destroy you. But a lot of it was still from an ignorant point of view because you can never know everything because there are a lot of stuff I didn't really know. And one time, my uncle, who I didn't really like, Said this to me one day. I was like, "This boy, you know, this boy not too much football. Come and go. Put you on uh, River State Television, where we're living in Patakot. The State TV. His friend was in charge of a program. And I looked at. it, I was like, "Why would anybody want to listen to my voice? I don't have the voice for something like that. And mm. I don't think I will. I look good on camera anyway. So I ran away. On the day of. And then another time it was going to take me to uh, Radio Rivers and I panicked and just, you know, I was because I always look at my voice like my voice did not sound white. My voice did not sound like the, wow. everybody who I consider professional was white. Mm. Wow. We always bash NTA. NTA called themselves the first TV station in Africa, but their professionalism was crap. And I never liked their presentations and all that. So I just wrote them out. By the time I got access to the internet, before I left Nigeria, you know, I was, you know, apart from looking porn and all that stuff, I was still also uh, chatting with people, you know, old Yahoo Messenger, you could just hit up anybody, hey, you know, like Mm -hmm. pen pal, that's your pen pal. And from that, I found some soccer communities, they were like, hey, we like the way your opinions. you want to write here? So I started writing and then I moved to the United States, somebody, Mm -hmm. I I met this lady on old Facebook and she was like, hey, I have a a blog, a website, you want to write I started writing about La Liga, which is where my favorite club is. But I write, my favorite league is Syria R. And I started writing mm. about football. And before I knew it, people started becoming my friends. That's mm. how I made some of my best friends in New York today, way before I decided I would move to New York. So you, 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 were, writing, you were writing and posting the writing where? Like where were the people reading your writing? Um, I, I wrote on Ole Ole. The guy who had Ole Ole, he's now in the United States, but he sold out some, some other mother. I who he sold it to there was one on high 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 five used to be the place we used to gather. we didn't know facebook even existed high five mm, uh, mm, mm. i remember high five high five was it uh, unfortunately <laughs> one of my closest friends a husband and wife a guy from Kenya. the, 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 the wife was born in the uk a white lady they both died almost like a month apart yeah. last year and uh we had a couple who came out from our favorite chat from there that's what made me go to the uk for the first time too and uh, I met a bunch of people from High Five and uh, I lost contact with a bunch of them now. And then Foza Football was the one that made me, got me into writing a lot. Foza Football put me on a podcast in 2010. She invited Ooh. me to be on a podcast. And mm-hmm. when, when I got on the podcast, I was like, oh my God, nobody is black. I'm the only black person. So Damn. I panicked. I couldn't listen to my, wo- my voice after that. And I just wrote myself off and said, I did bad. I'm terrible. Uh, I don't want to listen to this. So I, I cut myself off, and then I, I got deployed to the Middle East. I was in Bahrain. Arab Spring came. My life changed. My way of thinking mm. changed. What? You were in you were in the Middle East during Arab Spring. Oh yeah, but we'll, we'll get to that. that. That's a huge part of the person you're seeing today. Cause without because without that happening to me, damn. I wouldn't be bold enough to even come on something like this. I wouldn't interesting. Yeah. I, I I didn't realize, I, I thought by growing up in Nigeria meant I don't have Islamophobia and all that. I did have mm-hmm. I that going to the Middle East. Yeah, without Arab Spring, setting questions, I wouldn't have asked it of myself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. in an Arab country, seeing how, you know, I, I saw a bunch of secrets that they had. And that's when I was like, this religious people, this is bullshit. It's just bullshit. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. And I think I stripped, I just got I fed up, got fed up with my own uh, yeah. religious nonsense too. So, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Yeah, because I met a bunch of gay people there too. That's crazy. They, man. Every first time I hung out with a trans woman was there, and I was like, wait, they got transport there too. But anyway, far forward to 2016, um <laughs> out of the navy. I'm, I finally decided that there's something, um it's not bad to. Asked for help, and I start getting uh, therapy, uh, mental health therapy, mm. and my therapy, because for like two years, I've been on isolation, you know, if you look at my Facebook, then you you see that I was making jokes, talking trash, and all that, it looked like I was mm. fine, but mm. the way I was operating in the real world was, I go out, go to work, go to school, come back, take my drink, I don't go out, I just say hi to my neighbors, go and lock my mm. door, mm. I, I don't mingle, I don't, Party, nothing. Mm. I, my party mm. in indoors. that was it. I was on, in mm. depression for almost three years. Mm. It was while I was in therapy that my therapy was like, you're not that type of person. You, you need to get out of the world. The world likes you. You, you. you have a way of attracting people, pulling people to you. I started doing volunteering, mingling with a bunch of veterans. We were doing work in the community, hanging out with little kids, giving them, you know, like helping build community pro- projects and all that stuff. And then I met this Nigerian guy, Ibo boy, they're not saying all people, but an evil boy. And he was like, hey, man, I have an idea for a podcast. You're the right person to host it and everything. I was like, this word, podcast. Where's this word come Why is this word again? What? It keeps podcast. popping up in my life. <laughs> I thought we are done with it. So it's like, look, he's like, have you heard of Ezra Klein? And he just called some names. So I'm like, I know Ezra Klein. Fantastic guy. I like his journalism work. And he's like, you're the right guy for this. You're the right guy. So... I listened to a bunch of Ezra Klein's podcasts and I was like, wow, I love it. I love it. And I started listening to other people's podcasts and I was like, yeah, I I can do something like this, but in my own way. So we came up with an idea to do a podcast where we'll be talking about African news. We'll just give a recap and give our ideas on what's going on in Africa. And then once in a while, we'll bring African immigrants in the New York area on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing is, I didn't really do much research. I didn't know how to put in extra work for podcasting. And the guy was like, Hey man, I know how to edit, I know how to produce stuff. All you gotta do is just buy equipment. So he gave me a list and it was almost two grand. Mm. So I spent almost two grand and bought the equipment. The guy stole everything.
0: Uh, oh, god, he's busted. Busted. Are
1: you saying? I mean, not that it matters, but I just need to know
3: what nationality was at present. Oh, yeah, I see, he's Nigerian. I mean, he's a guy who I mentored. Uh, he, wanted to join the he wanted to join the military too. So I, he I helped had- him. I, helped, I was like a big brother to him. I mentored him how to join. I introduced him. like The information I didn't have when I joined the military, I made sure he had it so he could make up his mind on what branch to join. I took care of him. And when he oh, um, went for a secret clearance hearing, I was one who ref- who was his referral. So I got to sit mm. down for an interview with an investigator for four hours. They drilled me for four hours. Four oh, wow. hours. Yeah, because for you to get secret clearance, you need somebody who's willing to do that for you. And I sat down there. They asked me questions because they're going to be asked. Because for you to refer someone for that, you're holding information for the government. Mm. So they're going to so they're going to be asking you questions like, is this person trustworthy and all that? I did that shit for this idiot. Oh my <laughs> people! So <laughs> mm, no. mm, 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 before mm, that, we had re- we, we did some test run of recordings, and this guy would switch everything. Like last second, he would switch everything we're supposed to talk about, and I was like, well, what was this? I don't I don't understand. Mm. I don't understand. And this is not what I, we had in mind. So. Mm. I was losing interest in the podcasting already, but I just said, "Hey, mm. give me, give me, give me everything I bought." Also, I don't even mm. want any financial reward. Just give me everything. Mm. He refused, so we had to go to court. Really? I, yeah, I won. I won in court. He tried to fight me outside. It's even actually spat on my wife in the courthouse. He <laughs> spat on your wife? Yeah, my baby. My baby was like uh, barely four months old, but I That's was crazy. like, nah, if I lay hands on him, it's going to be two black people fighting." Mm. You know? That's what the world will see. This podcast thing is, is deep with you, huh? It comes it, from it, it, way yeah, from I, I, far for a, with For you. a second, I was like, I'm done again. I'm done. Mm. You know, I want the court ruled in my favor because all I asked for was just the amount of money that I spent. He mm. still hasn't paid me to this day because he doesn't live in New York City. He lives outside New York City, so it's a different legal system. It's just hectic dealing with that. But while I was angry and frustrated, another friend came to me and said, "Hey, we listened to a few episodes you did with that guy. He didn't sound like you know he was interested. He, he, but you were the person we were listening for. Are like, mm-hmm. you gonna do a podcast again? You, you know you should do something." I said, "Hell no! I'm not doing that. I'm wasting my. I hate this podcast world. It's too dramatic." Mm. But people kept reaching out to me. and like, "Hey, man, you gonna do something or not?" So I like, okay, if I do something this time, I'm going to make it, you know, my idea. And every time I go out, you know, if I take a taxi or if I go somewhere, I, if I meet an immigrant or someone from somewhere, we always connect on something. And they start sharing their stories with me. And I realize that, hey, it doesn't matter if you're from Uzbekistan, if you were born in uh, Nassau, Malaysia, the threads that connect us are so many But it's just that artificial walls have been set up by colonialism, by religion, by so many other factors. We've made life so complicated that we now say, oh, I have to build my clique. You're bad. You're this. You're that. But you've Mm. never really heard from people who grew up in another place. You don't even know what they like. You Mm. don't even know their culture. You don't even know who they are. Mm. We just assume, Mm. we judge, and then we judge some people based on their governments. That's Mm. all we do. But you don't know Mm. the person there. So what if I start talking to people from each part of the world? You know, New York City is a huge market. It has mm, everywhere. And that's where uh, my boss like, why don't you name it White Label American? I said, that, that name sounds racist. He's like, uh, <laughs> it's like, it's a business term. Businesses mm. do white labeling all the time. They take something that exists and relabel it and they make mm. it their own. And I said, that's Mm. true. That's perfect for America because America existed. And then some white guys showed up and said, this is how it's going to be. This was (laughs) America. And everybody who moved to America, it was based on the white people's dream. That's what the American dream is. If you ask all our parents, if you ask all our uncles, aunts, when they say, what's the American dream? Who's the family that you saw? You said, the American dream I'm chasing. It's not based on a black family. It's not based on a brown family. It's based on the white people, on the white family. But white living in America, I'm Mm -hmm. giving people the chance to retell their story yes Mm. you talk about your failure you talk about your success and then the pandemic happened Mm. and i couldn't just from new york city alone some guys who were in california and other places say they want to come on podcast and then Mm. i was like wait you know what i'm in charge of this i can change it i can evolve and i can allow people Mm, from mm, other countries to tell their stories But at the end of the day it is about breaking down artificial walls and if we only keep allowing the same people to tell the same stories we are not going to move forward you know now the only people who i won't allow on the podcast are far-right people to come here and say oh fuck them immigrants you don't belong in america now. i don't care about you you already have your platform go mm-hmm. but i need people who understand you know i humanize people you know we we have that we have a discussion it's fun it's not too crazy but um you know i've had my, my boy who came two weeks ago he just moved to the united states March last year to New York. March last year, he had been here before, mm. but his official move to New York was March last year. Uh, his first wife died; she committed suicide. Jeez. You don't get many people talking about something like that. But he had come. He, he was born and raised in Argentina, country that uh, during the, the military rule. Many people were killed. And his family had to hide, change their names. And when he talks about stuff like that, many people in Africa can associate with that. If you mm-hmm. know society, so you're like, eh. mm-hmm. but he talks about how Argentina moved forward from that. It is something that we need to do. But we don't talk about, we only talk about, oh yeah, we need new leader. What are the new leader going to do? The new leader just jumps mm-hmm. in. Well, we need to hear stories mm-hmm. like this because we hear little things. That's how you bring out a show wall, One story at a yeah. time. So,
1: yeah, that's what I hope to yeah. do. Hey man. I'm listening to, to to what you're saying and your concept and You know, it is a, actually, it's more than a, more than I realized of a privilege to have you here with us, you know, like, like what you're saying is something that, you know, it's part of our reason for even having this platform, um, African Express, you know, we're not trying to talk to high profile people, we want to talk to Africans all over the world who are doing crazy shit, you know what I'm saying, like, just sharing their stories and like your story, man, your story, actually, when I listen to it now, it's blowing my mind. And I'm actually really, really, honestly, I'm really glad that we can even chat to you, man, because like, and I'm also glad that, you know, things have, uh, have aligned themselves. You spend so much time running away from it and even being discouraged by circumstance. But here you are doing it still and you're doing it your way. You know, you yeah. took charge of that, <laughs> you know, and, and it's encouraging, man. It's encouraging, for real.
3: Uh, thank for you. Real, uh, the privilege really. is all mine. And shout out to Africa Pod Fest for bringing us together. Mm. Uh, without them, I wouldn't have known about you guys because, you know, when I started the podcast, my ignorance was also still high that I was only focusing on people in the New York vicinity, mm. the mostly American vicinity, and I, I didn't even realize that, you know, I needed to connect with people on the continent. And the more I, I said, listening to people on the continent, I'm like, yeah, even when I have something I disagree with you guys on, I'm still learning from you guys. And I'm mm. like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of podcasters on the continent, and it's so beautiful because I see mistakes that I was making. I was like, when I was that age or well, a few years back, look at, I wasn't even thinking this far. I wasn't even seeing the picture. And I'm like, this is so beautiful because we are taking ownership of... Yeah the platform oh, narratives mean, yeah of yeah, the narratives yeah and when yeah, i look yeah. back to the the years when i had the chance to be on radio and be on uh tv and i was so afraid and i was like if only i would known that there was something like this that existed you know mm. it would have been different but at the same mm-hmm. time i'm glad because the person who i was was a, a, a lot more far right and people oh. people don't believe that but yes
2: <laughs> no uh, i completely believe
3: it so, <laughs> so uh, uh, like you know but but looking back I can I can see little periods in my life where the cracks began, you know, where I was like, hey, you know, uh, at one point in time I believe in the war on drugs. I believe mm-hmm. in it. Oh man wow. Everybody around me said if you smoke weed, you're a bad person. Mm-hmm. That was just a message. it's bad people that smoke weed, you're criminals that mm-hmm. smoke weed. Mm-hmm. But my, uncle, my my favorite uncle, every time he visited, he always played Fela, I mean, songs from Fela. That was his record. He always go put on. Fela, mm. he be dancing. I'm like, yeah, I like that. I like this. And then, why are you playing this song? You know, but, and, and I said the way they treated the poor people who smoke weed. And then I see mm. the richest person in the family smoking weed one day, and I'm like, I'm confused. <laughs> and I'm like, Shut up! I'm asking questions. The first day I found mm. out somebody in my family was was a homosexual. Same thing. I'm like, I, but I didn't really know i mm. am praying, send them to hellfire. Go, spread to hell fire in the name oh. of Jesus. Go! Mm. I didn't Sound even know like, anybody.
1: Sounding <laughs> like <laughs> a Nigerian
3: pastor. Dude, <laughs> my, I, my sister, I think my elder, my, I said my elder sister, we can't talk anymore. There's nothing to talk about. We can't have a conversation. She is mm. the most evangelical person that I know. And I mm. think one of our biggest disappointments is that I never became a pastor. Because she's seen me preach. One or two times back in those days, wow, and the, the expectation was they sent me to Bible school. I would tell one, one quick story on another another thing I experienced while I was working at that church. Uh, my Matilda knows I, I, you guys probably know the church I'm talking about because I wouldn't be surprised if they, they have branches in South Africa too. If
0: yeah, if it's inter, if it's got international at the end of it, then most likely oh, yeah, it, it's yeah, it it's,
3: it's called uh, uh, Living Faith
0: Ministries.
3: Is it Living Faith Ministries or Living Faith? Uh, the nickname is Winners Chapel.
0: Yeah, I know yep, yep, yep. They are they are here too.
3: So their headquarters, the, the claim to fame is that they built the tabernacle, they built it in like nine months. And I was living in Badon, which was about uh back then without traffic was like 40 minutes drive mm-hmm. to Cana Land, which which is what it's called now. And we had to dedicate one day, like every month, we dedicate one day to go down there and walk. Like do full manual labor, sweat my back, man. God damn. When I think about, I'm like, God damn, I did all that. But that's not even the worst thing that I experienced at our church. Because I know for a fact that a child died while I was on um, duty one day. uh, Because the bishops and the pastors they don't attend service from the beginning. So they're coming. uh, It's like the choir. When the choir is singing, that's when they leave the office. And uh, this was when they were building the Ibadon, the, circular, the circle shape, the tabernacle for the Ibadon branch. So the the former, uh, what's, I think they now use that as a hall, multi-purpose hall or whatever they use it for now. I can't even recall. But they were building the main tabernacle. And so that used to be close to where the church offices were. Mm-hmm. So the bishop and his squad, it's like a mafia thing. The squad and the bishop is like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, so he's a very tall, big guy. And all the pastors are small, short people around him. They're all marching together coming towards the, the church building while the choir is singing because after the choir finishes singing and the bishop walks in, enters in and starts preaching so they come in and then this woman is coming from the opposite direction she has a, a child in her arms and the child she's carrying that child for all i could tell that child was either dead or almost dead Mm-hmm. but she's crying running towards the bishop and you see the child's arms dangling it, it, you, you've seen someone who's passed out someone who's you know is mm-hmm. gone or almost close to gone if you've ever seen that in person you know mm-hmm. so I, this child probably like between the ages of 8 and 10 mm-hmm. and she's crying running that, that should, she should have gone to the hospital that's where she should have gone but if you were hard into to chapel you don't say you are sick you say I am well because mm-hmm. you have faith so the church is not the first where you can come to church right Right. Luckily, she timed her visit at as when uh, Bishop and the squad were going in. So I'm like, "Wow, I'm about to see this miracle!" Because everybody be giving testimonies, right? Everybody give testimonies. I see it on TV. I'm not seeing it face to face. So Bishop, you know the uh, the the security team that Bishop has, try to stop him and try uh, and see past them because he's way taller. And He's like, "Hey, let her come." And she comes, and they all form a circle around and they start praying. Hey, I am there too. I'm praying for my father. I praise the Lord. Today's the day. Today is mm. the day I'm going to see this miracle. The dead mm. shall rise. Dry bones shall rise again. Yeah, <laughs> mm. my brother. <laughs> After like five minutes, that's all I saw was Bishop shake his head, like, mm, 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 mm. today, mm. Uh, yeah, my picking not on that. He's picking on that back. That's the one I showed her. Uh, good luck with you. Uh, that's,
4: what
3: uh, you. Uh, that's what it looked like tapped her on the shoulder, and my guy marched away. Nobody mm. really? could put hand in their pocket and bring her like, you know, take this for transport fare or something. I don't, everybody just just on the shoulder. walked away? And started walking away into the church. And so I'm there, but I was so deep in this belief system that I was like, mm. hey, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm confused. I, I don't mm. know. The now the child's body is stiff. it's no movement. Before it was just like dangling, but now it was stiff. And the, the woman has her head down, mm. and she's just holding the child, it was the deacon who was in charge of us that now walks up to her and escorts her away out of the church premises. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know how to register this. I was confused. I was about eighteen then, and I told my sister who I was living with when I got home that uh, this is what happened. Cause everybody was in the church, so they're all dancing, singing, so they can't see what's happening outside. So those of us who are the security team outside, that we are, we are the only guys who are witness to this. So I told my sister when I got outside, and she said, "If the woman had faith, the child no, that no, that that wouldn't have happened. That that woman probably didn't have faith. She didn't have enough faith." Wow, man. So, when I look at that, I start thinking about how many people have died in the name of where well, I And then, with this coronavirus thing, I'm not surprised at some of the simple things that could be done. And people are not even watching some government officials who have access to better health care telling you that well, why should you take it seriously? Why should you, like a Kogi state governor saying, it's, it's a European disease. We don't need vaccines. I'm, I've got COVID a few months ago. I know someone, I know someone with access to the guy. The person said the guy had COVID the man got treatment then it's coming to tell you "Don't we don't need vaccines why do we need it it's for the Europeans it, that's it's not our problem we don't have it in our state how many people died in the state now they're finally admitting that Nigeria has a lot more cases than South Africa but yeah. it's, finally it's finally coming out because I said this on my podcast a few months back Nigeria is something I know Nigerians were rubbing in South Africa's face like oh you people look at you people you're locked down all that but we don't keep data in Nigeria so we don't we, we, we deny mm-hmm. ourselves. Mm-hmm. everything adds up it adds up but when you say I want to go to church," My mother is 84. I want to go to church. You won't allow me go to church. I said if you die, you know I'm not coming to your funeral.
0: Oh <laughs> wow. I'm not
3: coming. I'm not going mm. my I myself. I'm not I'm not coming to die for you.
0: So just for the record. So currently, uh, South Africa has got 1.5 million cases of coronavirus. So what you also based on what you are saying is that because Nigeria doesn't have a good, you know, track record with keeping records, it could probably have more than 1.5 million cases. Is that right?
3: Just yesterday, BBC Africa confirmed that um, the CDC in Nigeria released a a, not, not a, a report. A, uh, a report based on um, ah, I don't know what the word is escaping.
2: Report, my mind. yeah.
3: But they did a research and found out that a lot more people, just in Lagos alone, has more than that number. Uh, that number. Mm. That, mm. Just, their research Whoa. alone showed that just Lagos alone, Lagos has, you know how crowded Lagos is. Yeah. So, And it showed that a lot more people, the blood they tested, showed that a lot more people have caught COVID without even knowing when they caught it. Mm, So Mm. they already had the
2: antibodies.
3: Exactly. Mm. And so based on their research, they were already estimating 3.4 million from Lagos. Mm. And Enugu, combination of those two. Now, earlier in uh, um, the, the pandemic, Kogi had a large, they, they had this mass, where they had a mass burial of bodies. Mm. And they tried to shush it, but it got leaked out. And mm. foreign media got hold of it, like, that cover Africa, like BBC Africa.
0: And Reuters.
3: And my, my own girl, the, the one who I mentioned earlier, that's in South Africa, she pointed out that this Kogi governor guy, that guy is an idiot. He's trying mm. to hide this stuff, but it's COVID that's killing people there. Mm. They hid it for like almost a month. They try to deny, it, and Then after like a month, they're like, oh yes, uh, yeah, actually it's COVID. Then the same guy now, <laughs> just a few months ago, is now saying we don't have COVID here. Nobody with COVID here. We don't need vaccines. We <laughs> don't waste money and buy vaccines and give people. We don't need COVID It's only for Europeans. I can, let's I talk about this guy. Yeah, let's talk about this real quick because it's something yeah. to talk
1: about. I think. Do, do any of you guys really, really uh, are you
2: going to take the, the vaccine straight up? Oh hell yeah, I oh will. Yeah. Oh, straight up. Immediately it comes near me. <laughs> Injected <laughs> in my veins. Yeah. <laughs> like a heroine. <laughs> Are you dumb? Yes. What? I know wow. someone who lost someone personally from and you guys probably all do at this point know yeah. someone who's passed away from it. And I just feel mm. like I think at this point to um, to try to have like you know edgy opinions about the whole thing is sometimes insensitive to the people that have lost people.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But Definitely. I don't know.
2: That's me being PC. You know what? What? What are your thoughts?
0: Okay, this is me. Nah, this is me not being PC. First of all, <laughs> oh, if I must pay for this thing, you can keep it.
2: Oh wait, they're making people pay for it? Yeah, that's that's. For
0: them. Let me see it this way, right? See it this way. At the time when, you know, the vaccine was still uh, unavailable to the masses, some companies actually took advantage of that and they hooked up these rich people packages where they could go to Damn. the UAE and Bahrain and Dubai and then. Yeah. The politicians way. in
3: Nigeria are oh, doing of course. that. That's what, I was going to mention that.
0: See what I'm saying? That's See what I'm saying? So they had to go and pay to get a vaccine. <sighs> so I'm saying.
2: How much are they paying? Because I really want to know for my Nigerian people. Uh-
3: Dubai, you know, Dubai makes money off those kind of stuff too. People, are, that's another part of the tourism that put on. Mm. <laughs> I beg, is it affordable? Because <laughs> I have people. <laughs> because I have somebody in Dubai that I can, I can ask. I'll ask him if you, he, if you'll be willing to
0: tell me. <laughs>
2: yeah, I reach out to you. Connect. All there right. we
0: go. There we go. Yeah. So. Net, net,
1: networking, networking. networking. Oh, yeah, networking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the vaccine <Sorry>. black market. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hey, this, this this one is real money on like that uh, yeah. uh I was in Madagascar and I was, I was like, oh, uh, "Be the care to, My <laughs> trying to sell that in my in my home state in Yanagua. I was <laughs> like I was like bro get out of here. What are you selling to have some roots? can get roots? What do you mean? You have some roots from Madagascar? You know where Madagascar is on the map?
0: <laughs> ah, come on now. Let's 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 not add on to that to that concept of, of wiping out Madagascar from the map. Because you know people that get Africa tattoos always forget to put the little island <laughs> Madagascar.
1: Madagascar.
0: <laughs> no, it's not right, guys. It's not right. You must yeah. include it.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> you know all African countries and islands Madagascar. matter. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. But back to my yes, point. I agree. Yeah, but back to my point of, of the vaccine. Yeah. First of all, like I'm yeah, I'm not paying for it. Government must pay for it. Number one. I'm not, I
4: agree.
0: <laughs> number two, this AstraZeneca or Pfizer vaccine where I must go take it two times. Fuck that. I don't want it. I want the Johnson the Moderna, you have to take it twice well, as well. I, I, all
2: of yeah. them you have to take it for yeah.
0: Exactly. Oh, have to the <laughs> only one, yeah. The, the only vaccine. Johnson, that's the one. <laughs> the, the, only, the, only, the, the only vaccine that I will be willing to take is the one from Johnson and Johnson because it's one take. Yeah.
2: But like, why? I, yeah. <laughs> Johnson and Johnson is known for being shit. Yeah. yeah.
3: Exactly. You see. You see? Wait, no, but stand by though. I, 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 get, I know I know what you, where you guys are going with Johnson & Johnson, but I, I point you guys to this this fact, though. You see in the stories here, we, we are getting, you see white people sneaking real hard to get the vaccine. They're not waiting. Black people are waiting. Mm, I want this. I want the sun to be shining. I want umbrella bed, <laughs> I want this. I want the rain boots. I want, uh, you hear one white man is coming there and say, my great-grandfather was black. Give me the vaccine. Mm-hmm. This one, um, my father's mistress was black that should be your sign right there. fighting really hard to get the vaccine.: Yeah, just give me. My friends I've taken, I know a bunch of my friends. but, who,
1: but it's the same white people who were queuing up with toilet paper when lockdown was starting. You hear what I'm saying? Like I mean, are you just going to get it because you're following the crowd or me, no, okay, I'm going get it because
2: there's a pandemic.
1: I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm hella paranoid. You get what I'm saying? Like, not just of COVID. I'm paranoid of HIV. I'm paranoid of all these illnesses. And and you know how I avoid... I don't know how to avoid COVID, right? But being like HIV, if they, if they say it's transmitted sexually, you know, just be safe. or Or don't even engage too much in that shit you get what i'm saying like mm. like th- there are disciplinary measures that you can apply right now what i'm trying to do is make sure that i never have to leave my house to make money because 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 maybe my chances of mm-hmm. catching covid increase when i have to go outside and interact with others. My, I, I, i'm just paranoid man i watched
2: <laughs> 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 wait where is america at right now on the on the vaccines like who are they vaccinating
3: now uh well you know now we have a we have a government, finally. We have a government finally. <laughs> Thank god just barely he officially took office January twentieth, so it's just barely a month he's been there. So the official plan is to start with the older people, people in emergency, yeah. essential workers, but like healthcare. For me personally, I would have had teachers. Teachers should have mm. been in there because this Republican state. They never close now, Republican states. That's another problem. They're the evolved. Mm-hmm. We want the economy to be open. We are fighting saving it. You can't save the economy if people are sick. They don't understand What kind of business logic is that People are seeking What kind of economy do you have But teachers should have been in there So it's like Back and forth in some places But if you have places That are more Democrats They target communities That are most vulnerable So like Black Hispanic communities But the elderly Are at the forefront right now Of receiving it So my friends who work in healthcare They've all received it People work for the state In like um, transportation So like Unfortunately my friend died He was one of the first people That died Uh He worked... In the, in the railway system with trains. So he was a train conductor and he mm-hmm. was also an immigrant too. So a lot of immigrants died too in New York City. In, in, in New York City is crowded and we, we had a 24 hour train service. Train system, yeah. Yeah, the train system. So I, I think most of their staff, are, are people in those kind of jobs, are being targeted. We, we ran out of vaccines um, not long ago, but now they say uh, they've bought enough that shoes they claim to have gotten over 100 million or something. So I'm just waiting. Like, I'm a kind of I don't want to united. Just like an old grandpa and say, hey,
2: <laughs>
3: I'm old. Two girls did that yes, yesterday. Oh, I, I heard. I heard. I heard. And, but they already got the first shot. I'm like, why do you not catch them? What kind of carrying move is that? I mean, I'm I them for that. I, I mean, if I... If, was a John, if they had known it, was, they should have gone for the Johnson Shorts. Just go to wear the Johnson Shorts. It's true. They'd have been good. It would have been good. but they, <laughs> they went for Moderna or AstraZeneca, like, you look at you.
0: you like, look, look at out. you. Because <laughs> <'cause laughs> now, now you must wait six weeks and then remember that, oh, by the way, I went there as an old person. I must get my yeah, wig. You have to and get the game, back on. Nah. Maybe you were there and you
3: say your favorite. Oh, that's a great show. Wait, what happened to your voice? Huh?
0: <laughs> now things are awkward. Now things are awkward, <laughs> and you only got half the treatment, so you might mess around and get half half of COVID. You get COVID hey.
3: <laughs> Yeah, Ooh. no, this is this 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 is this is how the X Men were created. I'm telling nah, you. Hell no, man! X Men was supposed to be December twenty first. looking my superpowers. It could have been. I my so I can be the dictator I wanted to always be when I was a mm. child. You, you want wanted
2: dicta- to be a dictator.
3: Um, <laughs> I, thought, I thought I misheard
2: okay. It's one of the African dreams Please tell us yeah. Hi.
3: Nobody,
2: Hi. Told
3: Hi. That, nobody told that they were dictators They just said, you know, you can be, be in the army And become a general said, Oh, okay, We ain't tell you that, you were. that means
0: dictators <laughs> Yeah, and personally I, I don't think it, well, Maybe people can actually go For the superpower of being super fast But I'm just saying When you have this skin tone over here And you want to wish to be super fast does that not low-key seem racism? Because we're already fast without superpowers, so now when I add more, it be like I knew he would choose to be super fast.
3: Why would you run in the Olympics? That's that's whack. That's lame. If you're mm. super fast, then you you know you can just you know run into Elon Musk's house. Okay, you don't want to be African. Take all the Tesla ideas out of his house. Go give it to somebody yeah. who wants to. Put hey. give them to Don Gotti. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what is this? It's not cement. I want to. <laughs> 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 I cannot own monopoly with this. That, that guy, that guy, so he, he doesn't he exist. With him, he's he,
1: like a, um, a highlander. That's down So I, I, I oppose to him and his rise to, to riches. You know, he's the richest, You know, it, let me give a different perspective on who that guy is and why I admire him. Mm-hmm. He's the richest black person
3: alive. Yeah, well, that's good for him. <laughs> that's all I, <laughs> I mean, isn't that a uh, title? Uh, in the 90s, there was uh, early, ni- mid-90s, I was reading a magazine, and they were talking about one of Dangote's rivals, and it was uh, the Cadbury. He owned the Cadbury, what was like the Cadbury version in Nigeria, and they were competing on sugar. That company is dead now. There were a bunch of cement companies in Nigeria. Apart from Dangote back then, the biggest football club at one time was Benway Company Cement, which had the youngest coach who at one point in time I wanted to be, he was like my role model because mm. he was at age 22 and he was coaching professional league in Nigeria. Wow, that's that's crazy. Ooh. And Eagle Cement was in Potacourt. One of my aunts worked for Eagle Cement. And I remember how Eagle Cement staff, because they they were unionized, the, the way their staff were taken care of was like if you got to that mid manager level, you got accommodation, you got you, you were well taken care of. It wasn't like okay, this was life was bad. It was like, you know, and then things went to shit. I don't know what happened, the whole management sideways. But it was a thing of pride if you if you worked there, you know, if you were an employee there. Then Slowly but steady, you know, it's like the company is not doing well. We need Dangote to come save this company. Okay, Dangote comes in, Dangote comes in, Dangote comes all these companies start disappearing. Their football clubs disappear too. Every other thing disappears. And then you go talk to the people who work there. Uh Does it have that same feel as the people who were working there in the 90s and the early 2000s? You don't have that same feel. It's different now. I mean, only one person owns everything. There's no competition. It's just by where we got one, the richest man now, right? People don't understand that, Back then, you saw the difference. If you, hadn't, if you never saw it with your own eyes, you won't understand the difference. Now look at the refinery Dangote is building in Lagos. Mm-hmm. You're building a refinery there. You have Apapa as an example of an area that, that they made industrial. Apapa used to be residential, and then they, they set up the ports, and then it started changing over the years, and then now it's like trash. It's literally like trash because of tankers and all this stuff there. But it didn't happen in one day. Same thing with the refinery where they put the refinery at. There's only one road to get in there now. And Nigerians love road. You can't develop with only roads. A railway should have been set up. They should have put the railway there. But I still remember Dangotes, as uh, his vice president or executive manager, whatever that guy is, one of his senior executives, saying, we don't need a railway. We have tankers. We're going to use tankers <laughs> to be transporting crude oil from uh, the refinery into Nigeria. How many people, have, how many people die every year? Mm. from tank accidents in Nigeria mm. but richest mm. man in Africa why are you asking questions why are you going to bring us against him it? he's the richest black man just because he's the richest should the system remain the same you can't ask the man you can't hold him accountable but guess who's we're going to hold accountable every other person mm. you know, there yeah. are no companies in Nigeria that's going to dare no. ask questions of Dangote you're dead you're gone mm. Mm. You over really so the homie, the homie is on some mafia level uh, he's God Mm. nigerians act religious and all that like yeah go 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 bring one pastor that's going to say let me go i'm going to challenge you Dan, go to your church we we'll close down <laughs> me, show me the pastor who who has that power go and his challenge. <laughs> 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 that's the real god there his mm. family is the god you can't mm. Mm. i
1: mean like
3: you know so you, you see all that so, and, so he, he doesn't have a riches regs rich to riches story
0: He's rich to riches
3: yeah, exactly mm. that's rich what to I can, richer I can, if they're going to tell the story, tell the story right. Don't be advertising the story like hey, it was some guy who was taking care of cows. And then one day, he's figured, oh. okay, if I sell 10 of my cows, then I'm going to invest here. And man, bro, get out of here with that bullshit. I don't, I don't hate the guy, but I'm against this idea of we must just throw the line because he's a billionaire. Yeah. But we're going to hit other billionaires, though, who are from other mm-hmm. places. Are. I'm like, if you're going to hold everyone accountable, hold everyone accountable. If you're not going to hold mm-hmm. everyone accountable, then forget about it. Cement is not good for us. That's another issue we still need to talk about. Uh, climate change, if you're in Portaco, when there's power outages, see how hot the houses become. Houses built with cement, see how mm-hmm. hot it is. You think Dangote is the person who wants to listen to you on, cl- uh, on climate change and all these kind of ideas when he's making his money off something like that? But if you've been in a house built with mud in different parts of Nigeria and there's power output, then you don't see the difference. Yeah, yeah.
1: I wanted to say, Raphael, I'm afraid to ask your thoughts about hash papi. <laughs> hey,
3: there's not, don't be afraid there. I don't, I don't, I don't, but hash papi is, is, is not... Uh, how will I say it? I don't know. I don't, it's not the problem. He has never been the problem. <laughs> I hung out with Yahoo boys. I hung out. People thought thought I was a Yahoo boy before I left Nigeria. Soon, maybe, maybe I lived in what I of Yahoo boys. There. Yahoo boys didn't know how to. They didn't even know how to type. Uh, spell the, their email. Spell check. I was doing spell check for a few of them. I did spell check for a few of them because I looked at their email and I was like, "This is terrible." But you were was,
2: freelancing for Yahoo people. <laughs> he uh, was
3: he was a hired gun. The time because my cousin's house, they used to gather there. One of my cousins, actually, that's how he made his claim to fame. And that's how I saw the hypocrisy in the family. Because as soon as that boy got money, everybody started talking to him differently. And I'm like, this guy made money from Yahoo, but yo, now nah, the language changed, you know, he's not welcome. And now we're in the house, and then this guy gets a call and say, like, Hey Maga, Maga, Maga the call, Maga the call. Shh. Everybody quiet. And someone calling from the United States, he's claiming to be the minister of um, justice. He was mm-hmm. terrible. Couldn't speak English. English was upside down. But the white man didn't even care because the white man was like, oh, this how much money I'm going to make. Okay. And I was telling, I'm writing notes like, hey, man, that's wrong information you're giving this guy. What the hell are you doing? If you're supposed to minister, you're supposed to know this stuff. And he was mm-hmm. like, hey, man, you should come work with us. I said, hell no, I, I can't. But they were like, they were going to give me I don't have to buy time for internet. So they were like, okay, if you need internet time, just, just let me check this email. Is, is the spelling right? Is this? I am like, uh, yeah, you need to change this. Yeah, this is not spelled right. Like, so I do that, and they'll give me like one hour or 30 minutes, depending on their mood. And I was always, you know, you have your eyes on the door. If the police come in, because the police don't care. As far as you're young, good looking, they grab everybody in the, in the cafe. So you have your eyes on the door. You know your back entrance to escape from. <laughs> Uh, after I left Nigeria, two weeks after I left, police came into that cyber cafe and shot one of them in the, in the legs. <laughs> the one who was trying to run away.
4: <laughs> oh, damn! Mm. I love mm. Yeah. Mm. So,
3: hush wow. Whatever money hush stole. The only thing was he was stupid to advertise it. But hush puppy was. Crazy. But It's not the problem. Did you hear the latest? Did you hear the latest that he was
1: he was also freelancing for for hackers in North Korea? Oh really? yeah Dog, they, they say they they uh, paid him up to 1.5 billion dollars billion billion, billion. that guy was staying he was renting a versace apartment wow renting if, if that amount of money is
3: real <laughs> that's why I, I that's why i couldn't do that lifestyle man i couldn't do that job because if i was in that job you i'll be like my cousin because my cousin i've never seen on social media he owns a contracting business in Nigeria now. he he gone legit from that, but I still believe he does it on the side. So <laughs> that, that would have... Like I grew up... I went to school in Benin City. You know how many boys from Benin City went into that lifestyle? A lot of them.
2: Yeah.
0: So it was a, like, you know how it is in the States where they say you've got three options. It's either you play basketball or football, you rap or you're drugs. So the same situation. Then Benin City must go to school, you go, you go, hustle, or you going to be a Yahoo boy. Is that what it was?
3: Uh, uh, probably in a different way because we didn't even know Yahoo existed. But Bini, the difference that Bini, you were expected to graduate high school by age of sixteen. Sixteen, uh, if you got, if you're older than sixteen and you haven't graduated high school, you are considered a dummy. So I left high school. I left Benin City for a badon, and I graduated high school at the age of sixteen because I repeated class once. So I was considered a dummy already. But many of the boys, so the intelligent boys came out from there, and those guys just, I don't know how how, when it broke out there, but many boys are the ones who started traveling by road into Europe through the Sahara Desert. They figured it out and it became an industry. So I guess Yahoo just branched out from there and, like, hey, instead of doing this, you can do this one too. And hey, that, that just, I don't know, just happened interesting and so other people try to compete with them but the other ones were the guys who couldn't really spell or couldn't do and so you could see the difference so it's like okay you want to compete with us we're the smarter ones so yeah I went, as soon as i got to america the guy who even tried who i said should have been deported he's a bini boy in brooklyn here but he tried to, he tried to even swindle me i called him and i was like dude you know we both grew up in bini i know you so i know your trick. and I'm, i was in the navy he wanted to be shipping stuff bought with legal credit cards to me on the base <laughs> Like, I work for the federal government. I, I'm supposed to be your brother. We were the same crew hanging out in secondary school, junior secondary. Mm, He's like, oh, mm, my mm. brother, I forgot. I forgot. So you, me, <laughs> like, you didn't go offer me money. You just, like, I'm going to be. Sh- I, I live with my mom. I can't receive packages at my mom's house. So I'll send it to you. And I'll drive seven hours to your house and come pick it up. And I'm like, Tch. we grew up in the same area. What are you trying to do? And we're in America. You know, you can track you easily. I said, I will change. I will change. Yeah, they caught him. Uh, two, three years later, caught, yeah, got arrested for a credit mm-hmm. card fraud. And then all that boy, many boys, they were calling me like, "Hey man, you in America? Hey, find ch- just send me one checkbook. Just anybody's checkbook. Just send me one. I- I'm not worry. Just send me. I'm not worry. Just I will give you caught. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the one who they will put me on TV. Nigerian prince. We caught him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So Uno said he had a, sh- a story to share with us.
1: I already told uh, Shiro, Shiro and Matilda this story, but like, you know, it's just, I'm listening to Raphael speak. And you know, like for me, man, I've never been to Nigeria. And I can't imagine living in a country that has 246 million people, a population that big. You know, when you guys are talking about, everybody knows Lagos is crowded. You know, I'm like, man, like, you you just, it's such a crazy thing to imagine that, like, there's so many people in one country, because on this side, you know, we've got, like, a fraction of that, 50 million, and it's, like, a lot still.
0: 60, yeah, 50, 60, somewhere there, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, damn, it's not that much of a wonder that, you know, if that population, that country has a population of 246 million, you're, you're, Probably everybody knows somebody who knows somebody who's from Nigeria. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the Nigerian experience is
3: something that you get all over the world. You know? Like, um, I helped somebody do uh, phone, who had a phone booth. I, I helped him run his business once or twice when I was in that area. And this, the day will come, that's an old woman. My Peking, I want to call my picking. Where you want? Where your picking day? Is that this number? I look. Ah, uh, what number code is this? You look, bring out the diary and look it up. Persons in Serbia. Wow. Okay. Mm. How do you get to Serbia? What are you doing in Serbia? This was like two thousand and one. this one, will, I want to call my picking. Where your picking day? Armenia. What? When you meet some people like I know one Nigerian in. God knows the end of the world. is a Bini person. Those are the guys who go, dis- mm. they're the, they the astronauts that will go discover the place. Mm. <laughs> and they call us mm. like, hey, it's safe, come. <laughs> mm. 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 <laughs> okay, so in Nigeria, but you know, Nigeria, we, we, a lot of people, the majority you meet outside Nigeria, Yoruba, Igbo. Those are the majority you meet in the Edo. And why so, is that? Why is that? Why is that? Why is that?
0: So, the, so, the Hausa, so the Hausa people, they just like to stay inside Nigeria. What is it? Yeah, exactly? that, that,
3: Outside, I'm, I'm going to interview someone of Hausa, Hausa Fulani heritage. Uh, I think she has something else. But there's way more than those groups in the north. In the northern state like Adamawa, Adamawa has like 66 tribes in there. And there, I found out I was like how many people are there. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. If you ask me, people from Southern Nigeria, we don't know how many people really exist. There's like 300 tribes in Nigeria. So there are lots of Nigerians we don't know. We don't know really, but I it's agree. intentional to only say not. It's all Hausa Fulani. It's an intentional thing because if you have it that way, you can hate everybody there. You can have a system that makes them all powerful. Everybody is like, you know, Dangote people, Dangote people, Bohari people, like. You know? So it's it's part of the oppression, but it's a tactics borrowed from colonialism. It is because it's all part of this. That's why the restructuring of Nigeria has to happen. Or the unfortunate thing which people don't like to hear. I say it on every platform. Is there, there will be another civil war. There will. They, they, it's already building up. It's unfortunately building up really seriously. But I, I think if they don't get the right people in there to restructure, and then we have that meeting. Because you know, your official in Nigeria expired in 2014. The paperwork that said, just do a Google search. I didn't know that. Yeah, do a Google search. The amalgamation of Nigeria. When did it expire? Just type it on Google right now. The amalgamation of Nigeria. Yeah, when did it expire?
2: Oh, for context, that just means like when they joined the northern and southern Uh, or whatever, like they were governed separately before. And then when they put them together, they basically called the region Nigeria.
3: Yeah. So there was, but that means the official groundwork of the the foundation. It it doesn't
0: exist. Holy shit. He's right. I mean, so it just You can
3: see why there's always divisions here. Like me, I'm always loyal to my tribe. I'm this one, I'm loyal to my tribe. I'm always loyal mm-hmm. to this. You're not loyal to... There's no foundation of its country. Only one will play football match. Um, when Super mm-hmm. Eagles hey, hey, that's, I mean That's the first time I hugged the house, a man on the street. What, didn't you know? okay. Even that is becoming a myth
2: now because like yeah. Super Eagles isn't funded well.
3: Oh, yeah. Now we don't care about even building up the football at home. So We have foreign-born
1: player
0: yeah Yeah, you know trying to trying to get ross buckley you know and then try to play for the super eagles i see that so there it is so there it is man this this really was a very interesting episode of africana podcast you know, we gotta give a shout out one time to Raphael from White Label America. Hey, we've learned a lot of things from you, right? So oh much.
3: Hey, hey, shout out. Hey, I, I respect you guys, man. you No, you guys are doing an amazing job. Like I said earlier. Yeah, thank Africa Port First for bringing us together. Um, Matilda, I hope we'll be in touch afterwards.
2: So you can send me the connects for the people that are um, selling vaccines. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, trust me, to we're to connecting. Let me, test it. Let, me test it. Let me test it. So you can see that I didn't grow horns. So. Mm. <laughs> I, feel, I, mean, I might grow a third eye and start, you know, I might win that lottery finally and be like, I got money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, for okay. real. Thank okay. you
2: so okay.
1: much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for coming through, Rafael. Hey, my, my, all, my, my pleasure. All, man. All, all the best with your podcast, man. Thank for you. Every, every, any, anybody who's listening, you can just search White Label American on any podcast streaming platform. You'll find it there, right? You oh, Yeah. On all uh, platforms, I'm also on yeah.
3: Patreon. Actually, my, my one of my boys in Cape Town just signed up for my Patreon. I was surprised. I was like, "Bro, are you Cape Town? Uh, yeah, he used to complain about weed on Twitter. Like, uh, <laughs> he, he couldn't buy weed early in, in the lockdown. So, <laughs> I was like, "Wow, I guess you saved all that money from the weed. Bring it to me. Bring it to me."
4: <laughs> <laughs>